This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 6, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. Presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, famous for having a plan for whatever ails the United States, would push criminalization of presenting certain false election-related information online. But the urge to regulate or punish activity on big tech platforms isn't just an affliction of the left. Cato's Matthew Feeney explains. The plan appears... Uh, on Senator Warren's website. And there are, uh, unfortunately for policy professionals, there's uh, not too much to actually grasp here. But the the essential and I think uh, important part of the proposal here is that uh, she says that she would, quote, push to create civil and criminal penalties for knowingly disseminating false information about when and how to vote in U.S. elections. So some important things uh, to point out here about the proposal. One is it, it's relatively narrow. So it's talking about knowingly disseminating false information, but uh, about U.S. elections. So uh, I suppose there's a way in which you could construe that to be rather broad, uh, but it's not uh, importantly, I think, uh, it's worth emphasizing, not necessarily targeting the uh, companies themselves. At least uh, that's not how I'm, I'm reading it as written. The the goal here is to combat the kind of content Senator Warren and others have criticized, namely those who take to uh, sites such as Twitter or Facebook to send false information about voting. So uh, false information such as uh, the day of the election or saying incorrectly that you can vote via text. And the proposal also includes a list of uh, actions that she wishes a lot of these uh, platforms would engage in themselves, uh, but that that's kind of a, a, a wish list uh, for what she would like these private firms to do, uh, but it's, it's actually got no real uh, legal or policy attachment there. Uh, but when it comes to actual laws that it seems like she would like to pass, it's this imposition of civil and criminal penalties on those who are spreading false information about U.S. elections. All right. So you would be forgiven if you'd uh, only were only made aware of the broad strokes of it and were forgetful of the fact that uh, she's only talking about elections. But uh, it seems that there are plenty of people who uh, agree with that in a much broader sense than uh, her plan would indicate. I think that's right. It's, uh, of course, I think important to put this kind of plan in a political and historic context. Uh, the political, of course, is that Elizabeth Warren is running for president and she is trying to uh, make uh, what she views as valuable commentary about elections and uh, big tech more broadly. As you mentioned earlier, big tech, as it's called, is under bipartisan attack these days. And this is um, certainly part of Warren's contribution uh, to that trend. Uh, but it would certainly be uh, fair to say that this fits into a broader category of concerns about the integrity of U.S. Uh, elections. And that's not just about spreading false information about how and when to vote, but concerns about foreign interference uh, and the uh, alleged uh, inadequate way in which uh, firms like uh, Twitter and Facebook have uh, taken to addressing that. Uh, this, uh, this is a rather specific proposal, uh, although I think it runs into uh, potential problems. I, I I worry, for example, about the fact that it seems uh, as if it, there's, there's the potential for over overcorrection here. Namely, if firms want to look like they're doing something in, in the wake of something like this passing, uh, they could actually get rid of some uh, potentially uh, uh, valuable uh, 
uh, commentary. Uh, there's, of course, always the risk of uh, taking down uh, satire that uh, is, is yeah, some would argue, valuable speech, but oftentimes uh, is construed in false information. And uh, it, it, these kind of proposals, I won't say necessarily this one specifically, but if we, we see more of these sort of concerns, we should be prepared for a time when uh, the best known social media companies engage in an overcorrection or an abundance of caution and take steps to prohibit uh, much, much more of the political speech we see on social media currently. There is a concern that I have, I think that you have as well, that uh, by telling these large platforms, and of course there are there are people on the right and the left uh, in the US Senate who are very interested in regulating social media directly, um, that in lieu of regulation, uh, the federal government will essentially order uh, companies like Facebook and others to simply do what they would otherwise compel via regulation. And that's a really unsatisfying uh, equilibrium. Yes, I think I think that's right. We're in a situation now where, uh, especially on the Senate side of, of Congress, we're seeing more members uh, taking a rather aggressive approach to, uh, to Silicon Valley. Uh, it was only uh, a few days ago that uh, Senator Graham unveiled uh, a, a bill that would uh, threaten uh, liability protections for companies that don't do more to tackle uh, the sexual exploitation of children, uh, targeting encryption, uh, and that it's it's worth keeping in mind that uh, especially uh, Senator Graham at a Senate Judiciary hearing in December used rather pointed language, uh, saying, "You know, we're going to impose our will on you if you guys don't get a grip on this encryption issue, and uh, you're you're with us or against us." And this this kind of rhetoric, uh, and I don't think it's 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 very helpful. Uh, and ultimately, we should keep in mind that while some well-known uh, companies such as Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter are often discussed in these contexts, uh, there's always the risk that more regulation of companies like this will. Uh, actually make it harder to compete with these incumbent firms. It seems to me that if, you, if you're not a fan of how Facebook, Google, YouTube, Apple, all these companies are operating, uh, you should want to create a market environment which is easier to compete with them. And these are very large, uh, large companies. Uh, many of them can hire as many lawyers as they want, as many engineers as they want to deal with the kind of uh, regulations we're seeing proposed. And uh, as, as part of this bigger a big tech tech lash that we're seeing, we mustn't forget that ultimately I think a lot of these companies will oppose a lot of these regulations until they view them as inevitable and then they'll help contribute to writing them, uh, which will in only entrench them in the market and make it harder to compete against. Matthew Feeney directs Cato's project and emerging technologies. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.